The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our text today is taken from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech, his wife's name Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilian. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women one named Orpah, and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Malin and Kilian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, Naomi and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your dead and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. At this they wept again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for yet another privilege to be able to share your word with the world. I ask, O oh Lord, for inspiration today that as many that will listen to the sound of my voice through this podcast will come to believe in you and trust in you. 
and have faith in what you are doing in their lives today. And Lord, I thank you because you're God who answers prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The title of this podcast is Determination and Faithfulness. Determination and Faithfulness. My focus today is on the story of a Maobite woman called Ruth, who unconditionally loved the mother of her late husband. However, to really understand this intriguing story, it needs to be read from cover to cover. The story is so simple, yet it contains transferable lessons for us today ranging from difficult economic situation that warrant people to abandon their countries to seek greener pastures or refuge in foreign lands. It is the story of immigration, the story of trapatite bereavement, the story of desperation, the story of loss of faith, humility, and redemption. But more importantly, it is a story of pure love, determination, and ultimate faithfulness to mother-in-law. However, a very interesting point to note when considering the story of Ruth is the fact that there are no lines of dialogue attributed to God directly, like other stories in the Bible, such as Adam and Eve, Abraham, Noah, Moses, Joshua, etc., where we find God playing direct major role in dialogue. As we read, the matriarch Naomi and her husband Elimelech and their two sons migrated to Moab from Bethlehem because of drought and famine. However, not long after they settled there, Elimelech dies. Naomi had to raise her two sons, Malon and Kilion, alone in a foreign land. Her sons grew up and married two Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. Don't forget that Moabites were pagan, which Israel despised greatly. It should therefore be noted that under normal circumstances, Ruth and Orpah would not be the ideal match for her sons. But Naomi not only supported the marriage to these foreign women, she embraced them. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 3 to 4, forbids them to marry foreigners in the first instance. Ruth in particular turns from her pagan worship of the Moabites and embraced God and the Jewish way of life. It wasn't long before tragedy struck. Naomi's sons, Malon and Kilion, died, leaving their wives, Ruth and Opa. The situation became very desperate. They were in really difficult situation. Here we have three widows, no relative to cushion the effect of devastating famine. Moab, a land that once saturated with promise and possibilities, now turned sour. So the three hopeless widows began the difficult journey to Bethlehem where hope was beginning to rise. Along the way, Naomi 
on a second thought and treated the young widows to return to their mothers. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. All three wept as Ruth and Opa pleaded with Naomi to let them go with her. Opa retreated, but Ruth, whose name means friendship, maintains her position to go along with Naomi regardless. Four times Naomi tells Ruth, go back to your people. But Ruth is persistent, not because Ruth doesn't get the message. She honestly loves her mother-in-law as her family and God who she came to know through them. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. We could speculate that in insisting to go with Naomi, Ruth sacrificed her home in Moab, her land, and her people. But the greater and worse sacrifice for Ruth would be losing Naomi and what remained of her newly adopted family. Often we treat our family worse than we treat our friends or even strangers. But Ruth commits her life to the future of Naomi and say, do not force me to abandon you or to turn back from following you. Ruth understands that Naomi is more than a zenith of her past misfortune, her present circumstances, and her bitterness as a result. Ruth pledges to stand by her and believes Naomi can get back to the woman she was if she allowed Ruth to love and support her. Ruth expressed a godlike love for Naomi, the agape love, one that through the high and through the lows of life never let go. The welcome party in Bethlehem seems to notice grief and bitterness on Naomi's appearance. The question, could this be Naomi? Friends, Naomi literally means pleasantness or sweet. And she said, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me pleasantness. Don't call me sweet. Just call me Mara. And Mara means bitter or bitterness. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord brought me back empty. Why then do you call me Naomi? Why then do you call me sweetness? Pleasantness. The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Naomi gives wings to her broken heart and bitterness. My friend, sometimes we feel the same way. We feel God has let us down. We feel everything has turned against us. We feel our names have been changed from sweetness to bitterness. 
And my friend, if you continue to dwell on the negative things that are around you, that are happening to you, you will come to that point where you literally give power, give wings to this bitterness to fly. That was what Naomi was doing. That was her position. What did Naomi did to deserve this headache? Naomi believes God has turned his back on her. And that's the story she is bitterly sticking to. That's the storyline she is walking along with. Are you experiencing a Naomi time in your life? We all have them. We all come to that point where we feel that everything has turned against us. A time you are convinced that God is not for you, but against you. God will not afflict us with misery, my friend. God loves you so much. So much more that he gave his only begotten son to die for you. God does not act as Naomi believes. God does not make our life bitter. Instead, God comes to our life and makes it sweeter. If only us can depend on Him. If only us can listen to the secret counsel of God. But God will allow the circumstances that causes misery around us. And there will be times also in our lives when we won't hear His voice. Just as the voice of God was silent in this story. It is not a mistake that not a line of dialogue is attributed to God. As God is always at work through our circumstances and through all the people in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 16 verse 33, I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the word, you face persecution. But take courage. I have conquered the word. Friends, peace is not the absence of trouble, but the state of mind in times of trouble. Therefore, let us not allow ourselves to be swallowed up in self-pity. Therefore, brothers and sisters in the Lord, we should not allow ourselves under any circumstances to be swallowed up in self-pity. Allowing the bitterness of the past hurt us and as a result lose the sweeter things in life which God gives us. As babies, we instinctively prefer sweet taste. But the thing about bitterness when we dwell on it is this. We acquire a taste for it. The rest of the story of Ruth was that of grace and mercy that positioned this foreigner to become a very important ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, as I bring this podcast to a close, I want to draw your attention to the lessons we can learn from this great story today. The lesson we can learn is that the greatest of all human virtues are love, faithfulness, truthfulness, and resilience in our undertakings. This simple and beautiful story of Ruth 
certainly can lead us, you and me, to a deeper reflection on the experience we have with God. That it doesn't matter what comes against us. It doesn't matter what the world throws out at us. It doesn't matter what comes after us in this side of eternity. It also suggests that God often chooses the most unpredicted places and times to reveal the treasure within us as his image. Who would have expected, my friends, that a woman of a historic faith, one of God's own people, might encounter the image of God in the unconditional, faithful love of a pagan widow, a foreigner on a lonely and dangerous road in a place far from home? So, brothers and sisters, as the saying goes, God walks in mysterious ways. Dear friends, I'm not oblivious of the terrible situations that surrounds us today in our world. And at the same time, I may not know what your circumstances are today. I don't know the troubles that you're going through in your life. I don't know what the world has thrown into your basket but I do know one thing, that God is faithful. God is a righteous judge. And he can be trusted to judge righteously in your case. Your name, my brother, my sister, is still sweetness. So long as you have Jesus Christ. God will not give you bitterness, but only sweetness. If we see it from his own perspective. And we must be determined to be faithful in all our callings, in all that we do in this world, to whatever situation we find ourselves. Determination and faithfulness is key. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for all your children, for all the Naomi's, for all the Ruth's, in this life, in this world, for all those who are undergoing spiritual surgery that is so hard to take in. Lord, I pray, God, and invite your Holy Spirit to take control of those who may be going through this situation that are listening to the sound of my voice today. And I ask, O oh Lord, that you bring solace quickly to them, O oh God. Bring comfort, O oh Lord, to my hearers today. And Lord, bring peace that passes all understanding to the life of your children today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still waters. His goodness restores my soul. And I will trust in you. And I will trust in you. For your endless mercy, follow.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.